0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being Black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as Black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women.
2: Oh, that's deep. Black women conversations. Hey, Nicole.
1: Hey, Janine.
2: How's your week been?
1: My week has been, um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, what did I do this week? I guess it's been pretty good. I mean, I went to work. I've been on call this week. You know, I haven't been on call in a while. So this is my week of call for this month. And I've been busy. I've been very, very busy. It's funny how things go by so quickly when you stay busy. And I'm very glad, you remember the last episode I said, or maybe it was two episodes ago, I said I'd already gotten all of my Christmas shopping all the way. So i picked up a couple of little things here and there for other things that I need to do. And then I'm realizing that I haven't mailed a lot of things. So this weekend has been like getting stuff mailed uh, weekend. But yeah, I mean, it's been busy. I've been back and forth to the hospital or two times every day um, to different hospitals. So it's been it's been busy. And I tomorrow my call stops and tomorrow starts the week of Christmas. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'm off the week after Christmas. So I'm very much so looking forward to the end of the month to count down 2021 into the new year. How's your week been?
2: Um, It's been great. Aside from the fact that I kind of sound mannish right now, I have contracted the flu. I do not have COVID, but I have contracted the flu. And as my husband likes to tell me, I like to get into a fight with my body. So of course I haven't slowed down much except for when my body just conks out on me and I fall asleep in a store, which actually happened yesterday. But I- recently started my Christmas shopping. I'm not going to tell you that I just started it yesterday because that's kind of embarrassing, but I did recently start my Christmas shopping. So there are a few people on my list that have gifts and the rest of them might actually have to wait until after Christmas because the way that my body is feeling right now, I don't know how much of this I'm going to get through, but I'm looking forward to the time off. So you and I will be off at the same time. It is about to be your birthday. Are you excited?
1: You know, people keep asking me like, What are you doing to celebrate your birthday? Right? And I'm like, girl, nothing. I'm not doing anything. So I am not, I'm probably going to have just like cake and ice cream at the house because this is going to be birthday number 39 for me. And- I am not going to go all out for birthday 39, but if God spares my life until I'm 40, baby, I'm going all out. So because I, in my head, I'm celebrating my birthday mentally the whole 2022. I'm not going to go out in 2021. I'm going to literally, anytime I go somewhere and I want to treat myself and be like, it's my birthday. I can treat myself. It's my birthday. So I'm celebrating my birthday all literally 2022. Um, So I'm not really going to do too much. So for Christmas, we're keeping it low-key. So remember, we t- I talked to you about we are going to Slide L before. Well, I got exposed to COVID by a friend of mine who tested positive. Luckily, I tested negative, but I still think it's very irresponsible to travel when you've gotten exposure that close because I've tested myself three times now, but two weeks, I won't make two weeks from the exposure until the 22nd. And I didn't want to book anything. And then all of a sudden I get symptoms Or I get another exposure and I have to cancel my trip and, cancel my Airbnb. And you know, Airbnb, if you cancel in that week, baby, you're not getting your money back. So I said, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. So I told, called the family and said, Hey, we're not going to be there. We got a COVID exposure. I won't know if I'm truly, truly negative until uh, two weeks after. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to come And I wouldn't want to expose my grandmother to that. Plus I also wouldn't want to potentially get a new exposure. You know, when you're going around family it's flying in from all these different places, you really don't know what they're bringing with them. You don't know what they're picking up on the plane and we're gonna be down there, you know, five days. We could technically expose ourselves um, to COVID and not even know it. And, you know, Harrison is too young to get vaccinated. So that little scare was enough to wake me up and shake me and say, girl, if you don't sit, your tail at home. So I had to come to Jesus with myself and I was like, we staying at home. Plus my husband has to work on Christmas so he wouldn't have been able to come with us anyway. So now we get to spend Christmas in our house.
2: Sounds like fun. I'm all for the like relaxation time right now. I think that mainly because of the way that I currently feel. But I started to ask you this week if we should talk about COVID again. But I felt like we've talked about it so much that like people should know what they need to do at this point. But this Omicron variant is really scary. And Ken pointed out something to to me the other day that it just keeps getting closer and closer. Like we have not been exposed. Thank God we have not been. I mean, we've been exposed to COVID. Don't get me wrong. We have not contracted COVID, thank God, in two years. But it seems like it's getting closer and closer and closer. So we're really like hesitant about everywhere we go. It's like wear a mask. Nope, put on the N95. We just ordered a whole new batch of masks because it's like every single day we have either someone was exposed to COVID or someone has contracted COVID. And I mean, just this past week, we had exposure again and we were like, Jesus have mercy. So, of course, when I started sounding like this, the first thing I thought was I got it. It's scary. And then the other thing that I'm thinking about is a lot of people are catching the flu now and pneumonia because you have to think we've been in the house for two years almost. Right. So the fact that people have been in the house or wearing a mask, I feel like has stopped people from contracting the flu and pneumonia and strep throat and all of that other stuff. But now that we're like out and about and people are more Lenient with their mask policy, and they're out here spreading their germs. I kind of wish we were back, like wearing masks regularly, not just you and I, but like everybody, because it sucks being sick. Like, thank God, like I said, I don't have COVID, but it just sucks. Like being sick, just it just drains you.
1: Girl, listen, I'm in Texas, and that's why I recorded that pregnancy pearls episode. Don't forget about the flu. Because people are not getting flu shots anymore and they're spreading the flu now because they're not, they're out and about. You know, for the last two years, we really hadn't seen that many cases of the flu. Like, I had not had one hospitalization with the flu until literally last week. I was like, oh, oh, now Brad's getting the flu again? Oh, okay. But that's because we're out and about. There's no restrictions here in Texas on like, Social distancing, how many people you can let into a restaurant. No, we all cooped in there like sardines, eating and drinking and having a good old fashioned time. And if you go somewhere in Texas, you know, like when you guys came down from Harrison's party, like nobody was wearing masks. If you thought nobody was wearing masks then, that was it. that was in May. Nobody for sure is wearing masks now. They are just out and about with no mask because this is Texas. And I went to this, I volunteered at this um, vaccine clinic for Texas Children's this week to try to get 5,000 people vaccinated at the George Brown Convention Center. And I don't think, I mean, people, it was a one day only free vaccine, 5,000 people. We got all these free volunteers to rah, rah, rah and cheer you on and get the vaccine. Girl, I may have escorted, I mean, I maybe 50 people up there. Like by the time I left now, there was another shift after I left. I left at five and they continue to vaccinate, I think until eight. And so they're expecting a bigger rush after five. But I was thinking to myself, this is a waste of time and money, like, and resources. I mean, there were hospitals that were paying nurses to give the vaccine, and then there were also volunteers that were helping people sign up, helping people know where to go, that kind of thing, answering questions. And I was like, this is oh, this is wasteful. This is very wasteful. There was one nurse I was talking to in the break area, and she was like, I vaccinated during my eight-hour shift, two people, two. And another girl was like, I vaccinated seven. That was it, seven. These women are counting on their two hands how many people they
2: vaccinated. So I don't understand. People just didn't want to come to get vaccinated. I
1: feel like it was poorly advertised, probably because it is Texas. Mm. I mean, the news was there, uh, like three o'clock news was there um, doing a story on it. But other than that, I mean, um, one girl I was volunteering with was a teacher. Well, she's a principal. And she said that the message to the parents and students just went out at 1 p.m. that day. She was like, this is piss poor planning and more people should have been notified. But the fact that you have to have a major vaccination event this late in the game shows you how many people are not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Advertising or not, because we've been advertising free vaccines forever. This is just the first time we've had a vaccine, you know, major clinic. You know, people can get vaccinated wherever they want to for free. And they won't. And other countries are laughing at us because they do not have the vaccine readily available. And here we are talking about vaccinating our pets.
2: Right. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to me, too, because we also have a very high rate of deaths still from covid with all of the vaccines. Like I just don't understand. Like we make some really poor decisions in this country. I must say, we really do.
1: But people grown, they do what they want to do, honey, until they don't have no bed in the ICU or until, you know, people are like, oh, my God, can you believe how much it costs to be in the ICU? Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> if you don't have insurance, it's going to cost you. And thank God, if even if you have insurance, when you see that bill, you're going to be like, thank God I have insurance. Absolutely. Because it is very, the cost of COVID is expensive. So y'all, this vaccine is free. Even if you get COVID, you're likely not going to be back, you know, in the hospital. Obviously, there's breakthrough cases, but most of the most of the case, you're going to be, you know, at home with COVID, not in the hospital, but have yourself not get vaccinated and then catch COVID. Mm. Yeah, You might run up a bill.
2: That's looking like bankruptcy to me.
1: Mm -hmm. But if you don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, we hope that everybody gets vaccinated. As we always say, get vaccinated. Don't listen to your friends that say you can take CMOS and all of that. Yeah, take the CMOS and get vaccinated too. Just saying. And y'all stay safe this holiday season. Please. Stay safe. Don't go around grandma and giving them COVID, please, because you will feel guilty.
1: So, Janine, on a different
2: note, what's on your timeline this week? Okay, so Big Sean is actually on our timeline this week. So... Now, most of us know Big Sean as a rapper and the boyfriend of singer Janae Aiko, but Big Sean is also an actor and he played in, I don't know if you know this or not, Nicole, but he played in Trouble. It's that animated Netflix movie with the dog that like goes from the lap of luxury to the streets, And he actually plays Trouble, which, you know, it was just voiceover acting. So I didn't even know that that was him until he's he mentioned it in this interview that I'm about to reference. So. He plays in that and he also plays Tristan in the BET comedy 20s. So the show just recently wrapped up season two and friend of the pod, who we've had on here before, Brandy Victorian, did an interview with him for Essence and it went viral. And it went viral because of something that Big Sean said. So Big Sean started trending and... The internet kind of was split 50-50, but Black Twitter was on it. So here's what happened. Brandy, our friend, asked Big Sean in the interview what it was like working with a predominantly female cast. She said, well, you know, she assumes in the music industry that he mostly works with men. So she was just curious as to how he felt working with a predominantly female cast with Lena Waithe at the helm. And Big Sean answered the question and he says that it was easy because he grew up in a house full of women. And then he says, and his brother was there too, but he grew up in a house full of women. But then he goes on to get a little deep and- know if he really intended it to sound this way but it went a little off the rails so he goes deep and he says that women are magical then he follows it up by saying black women are the closest thing to god now this is the headline that kept on being tweeted and retweeted and went viral He said that black women, we create life. And then he goes on to say that a doctor doesn't specify who or the kind of doctor, but he goes on to say that a doctor explained it to him like this, that all of us come from a black hole, like how the universe was created. And that's when I kind of was like, Sean, what are you saying? What's going on here? So we go from black women being magical and the closest thing to God to you saying that a doctor told you that all people came from a black hole. I'm so confused, but I digress. Then he goes on to say about how amazing black women are and so on and so forth. Kind of a little over the top for me, but let's go on. So the comments almost broke the internet. XXL magazine tweeted the video of Brandy and Big Sean's interview and black Twitter pretty much lost it. So let's go through his dating history because this is why people are kind of taking his comment with a grain of salt. So. He talks about how magical black women are, right? But let's go talk about who he's dating. So we know now he's been dating Janae Aiko for the past five years. They did briefly split in, I believe, 2019 after a miscarriage, but they got back together and they seem to be, you know, in a happy, healthy relationship. Prior to that, he was rumored to have dated Little Mama for a hot second in 2015, but that was never confirmed. He doesn't confirm it, she doesn't confirm it. It was just rumors. Before that, he was dating pop star Ariana Grande from 2014 to 2015. And before that, he was dating and he was engaged to the late Glee actress, Naya Rivera, from 2013 to 2014. And before that, Big Sean wasn't big, he wasn't famous big, but he was dating his high school sweetheart and they dated from 2007 to 2013. And her name was Ashley Marie and Ashley Marie was what the internet is calling black, black. So basically the internet is railing big Sean saying that while he's saying that black women are the closest thing to God, he's out here dating everything, but a black woman. Some even pointed out the fact that the last time he dated a quote unquote, real black woman was like I just said, before he made it big. Now in his defense, Janae Aiko is part black. And as the rule goes, if you have one drop of black blood in you, you're black. But Twitter doesn't believe it. Twitter is like, yeah, no, thanks. Miss me with it. They even went as far to call her Pocahontas, which is not too far off because her dad is part Native American. Let me say this. They're saying that he's being hypocritical because he's not dating black women. But are we being hypocritical because he is dating women of color? So is it that we just want him to only date black women? Are we being shady just because the woman is not, quote unquote, real black? And is it even a thing? Can Big Sean believe that black women are magical and the closest thing to God and date outside his race? Are the two mutually exclusive? Like, is it a problem? I don't understand. I personally believe that there are a lot of men like Big Sean who believe in the magic of black women, and yet they still prefer to date outside of their race. That's just my thought. What do you think, Nicole?
1: I could care less about what Big Sean dates. I mean, to me, Big Sean's really a little boy, Sean. So it really doesn't matter. But since we're talking about it, yeah, he's dating other, you know, people that check the other box, right? Because let's be real. A lot of these multicultural people that are in the limelight, they have a really hard problem saying, I'm a black woman. They're like, oh, I'm this and that. Well, when you can say you're this and that to different uh, groups of people and you are conveniently black when you're around black people, but when you're around other people, you're not saying that you're a black woman. Then for me, you're not a black woman. You're other. You check the other box. And I don't have a problem with that. You can check the other box all day, but don't make it so you say, oh, Janae Aiko, she's part black. So she's da- he's he's a black woman. What does she say? Like, does she call herself a black woman in all er- in, in everywhere she is? And if she doesn't, then then that doesn't count, okay? I agree that she is part black, but when you can switch it up for different people to make yourself fit into different groups, I don't like that, okay? You gotta be consistent with it. I don't like it. You're around the black people and you say you're black and you get around your other populations and you say you're that, whatever that is, uh-uh, I don't like it. And I know that Janae Aiko is like, has some Asian and has some, has some Native American. And she got some, she got a whole bunch of stuff. She's a gumbo. Okay. She's gorgeous, but she's a gumbo. But when you can go in different cultures and switch it up and tell different cultures how you identify with them to fit in, I don't like that. And you're right. If you have that one drop of black, you're black, right? Now some people pass, but they're still black. But when you can't say I'm black, then to me, That's a problem, but not a problem because he's dating those women. It's a problem with those women, okay? I think you can date whoever you wanna date, date whoever makes you happy. But is it that, yes, he can think that black women are magical and they're gods and still not date them? Yeah, I think that that's true. I think that some men may think that black women are fantastic, but if he's equating black women to God, maybe he's not worthy of God. Maybe he's not living up to the standard of black women. So maybe that's what he means, okay? But it is uh, interesting that he's not aspiring to live up to the standard and uh, trying to date black women. And at one point, if he's saying that, at one point he did date a black woman and now he's not. So you went from God to the anti-God? Like, what? What? tell me what you did there, okay? Tell me what you did because it's not making a lot
2: of, of sense. I agree. I actually didn't ever think about it like that of maybe you're not worthy of God. I like that idea. Like I like that concept of maybe it's like, not that you don't want to date God. It's that you're not up to caliber to date God. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. But I also think that it has a lot to do with society. Like I think that society has this, has this like weird thought process that, The closer in proximity that you are to white, the better you are. And I think that sometimes and I'm not saying that this is the case with Big Sean, but I think that sometimes black men, when they reach a certain status, they feel like the next like goal is to bag a white woman or bag a woman that's not black. And while I don't think that that's right, I think that. We have to be honest about what society has told us for years and years and years.
1: Let's say you grow up in the hood, right? If you go to an all-Black school, that's what you're exposed to. And so you're going to date who you're exposed to. You're not exposed to those other ethnicities. And then when you become someone that a working class person, or even once you go to college, you may be exposed to different cultures. So then you are introduced to different cultures. Once you uh, make a certain income, you know, the workplace becomes a lot more diverse once you move up the ladder. And so you could be the only black person at the table. And so everybody that you work with Are other ethnicities. So I get that. I get why there are certain people that are exposed to this and now they're attracted to other ethnicities just because that's who they identify with. That's who they have things in common with. So I don't necessarily think it's a, you know, oh, you go searching for it. It's just that if you wanna date somebody black, you might have to go searching for that. So it may be easier for you to date outside of your race, especially if that's who you're surrounded by than to um, date within your race. Now, I think that his comment though may have been that, oh, he's on this BET show, okay? He, who who listens, who watches BET? Us, we watch BET, okay? The Caucasian women are not really watching BET and the people that check the other box aren't either. So he is trying to appeal to people that watch BET. And if you look at it, between black men and black women, women are gonna watch a lot more TV than the men. And so he knows by saying that comment, he's like, oh, maybe black women go in. Google what this show is because that's what I did because I was like 20s, I don't know what that is. Google what this show is, figure out when it comes on, maybe watch it and get hooked after they watch it. So he's trying to rail more black women in, but you know, I don't like that. Don't tell me what you think I wanna hear. Don't tell me what you think I wanna hear because then I'm gonna figure out who you are and then if who you are doesn't line up with what you're saying, then I got a problem and that's what black women did. Now, he must have forgotten, like, we ain't stupid. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, you can't just tell us anything and expect for us to believe you. Maybe if you went over to MTV and had a show and you said that women in general, you know, maybe you would get like some praise there, but you can't say black women are God. You know, we gonna go and look you up and figure out what's going on. He forgot that. Why are you saying that we're gods? We're the closest thing to gods. We smart too, honey. <laughs> we're smart and we're, we're going to investigate, okay? That's why, you know, you can't leave your phone out with us. we going to see what's on your phone. Okay. Even if we don't go through your phone, we're going to look over and we're going to figure out, okay, you got how many unread messages? You probably avoiding somebody. Who you avoiding when you're with me? Listen, we, we're going to analyze you. Okay. We're going to look you up. We're going to figure you out. We're going to analyze you. That's black women. We don't trust just what you tell us. So now you've learned, you've lived and you've learned. Clean it up the next time.
2: I bet you that he has learned this time. From this experience that black women are not to be played with, shoot it to us straight. We not here for your pandering. Like we're just not. We get it. We appreciate that. That's how you feel. We probably believe that you feel that way about your mom, your grandma, whatever the women in your family. But like what we are looking for is for you to believe that black women are the closest thing to God, the ones that you are not related to and the ones that you are not attracted to. We're still the closest thing to God. Right. We believe what you're saying. We just don't believe that you believe in Big Sean.
1: What was the point of him even saying he tried to put some credit behind what a doctor told me that all people come out of a black hole? Okay, first of all, that doctor wasn't an OBGYN. Let me tell you, I've looked at so many vaginas, I can't even count, and they all pink, okay? All of them are pink. It don't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're white. It don't matter if you're Hispanic. The vagina is pink, Okay, at least a healthy vagina. (laughs) A healthy vagina is pink. The skin around the vagina and the mons can be brown or tan, but the vagina, the whole itself, pink, okay? So I don't know who told him that. And obviously somebody that wasn't religious, we all came from the universe. No, God created that, okay? So let's go there. But uh, I was surprised, like, he tried to put some doctor, I'm like, what random non-MD or DO doctor that he, a doctor of what? (laughs) Who told him? (laughs) Who <laughs> told you that? Not no b g y n. That's who didn't.
2: I feel like it was a Ph.D. doctor that probably is a Ph.D. in like astrology or something. Like, yeah, something. I'm like, what? I was just okay. like, sir, you you put a little too much sauce on this, and the railing that the internet is giving you is well deserved.
1: All right, Johnny. So since we've talked about Black Sean and how he doesn't want to, oh, just look at me, Black Sean, because he, <laughs> he's talking about Black women. B- Big Sean and how he uh, thinks that Black women are gods, are close to God as you can possibly get. But in living like it, let's go to some letters from our listeners to help them out. Let's do it. All right, so our first letter reads, Nicole and Janine, my little brother has issues. Well, he's not really little anymore. He's a 33-year-old grown man. The problem I have with him is that he hasn't dated a black woman since he was in high school. However, ladies, he uses black women as fixers. He always dates white or Hispanic women. He says he thinks Hispanic women are curvy, light-skinned, and beautiful. I don't have a problem with that, but he never really confides in them. For example, my brother lost his job last year. He called me and this friend of his to figure out what to do. This black woman made calls, helped him with his resume, and literally helped him figure out his next moves in life. Another time, he needed some legal advice but only wanted to hire a black female attorney stating, y'all get shit done. So we're good enough to help you get your life together but not good enough to marry or date? When he was single, there was a cute black dentist who tried to date him. They talked on the phone several times. When I asked if he would go out with her, he said, no, probably not. She's sexy and all, but she's more serious than I'm used to. I feel, I feel like she sees through everything I say. I'll definitely use her as my dentist though. She's brilliant. Ladies, I just don't get it. How can I get my brother to see his own
2: bias?" Okay, so what this sounds like is he's not ready for a black woman. This don't sound like he's discriminating. Everything that, every example that she gave, it was... When I need something, when something is when I have a problem with something, I know the people who can get it done. And then when the dentist tried to date him, she he said that she's more serious than he's used to, which means that he probably realizes that there is some deficiency in his dating or his relationships that was not going to fly with this black dentist. Right. And I get that. Like if you want to be out here playing around with people, Not saying that you should play around with any woman, but let's be honest. Black women are not the women to play with. We are not like if you're not serious about dating and you want to just like string some people along, black women will read you and leave you sucking your thumb, rocking in the corner. Let's be honest. We are not the ones to play with. We will tell you exactly what we want, give you very realistic expectations. And if you do not meet those expectations, we will rail you. We are not here for your drama because you don't want to live up to the expectations that we have. We're not here for it. You either live up to the expectations or you move on. So I can actually kind of appreciate that he doesn't want to, like, you know, mess over black women. Now, his preference for Hispanic women, like, I get it. Like, people have their own preference of whatever it is that they want mad at it I just don't think that he should be messing over anyone personally I think that he probably should stay single until he gets to the point where he realizes what he wants and needs in a relationship and what he has to offer in a relationship because right now it sounds like he has a few problems and he goes to the people that he needs to go to to patronize them like the lawyer the dentist the friend he goes to them for help because he knows as he said we get things done But that doesn't mean necessarily that he's in a place to be in a relationship. Like kind of back to what you said before about Big Sean Nicole. You said that maybe he's not ready for God. Maybe he's not worthy of God. Maybe this guy isn't ready to be with a black woman. We are a lot. We hold a lot. We shoulder a lot for the world. We go through a lot. We are not simple beings. And if you're not ready for it, you know, we can chew you up and spit you out and you might not ever be the same. So he might be doing what's best for him. That's just my thought. What do you think, Nicole?
1: I think this is BS. Let me tell you, there are people that I know to this day and I ain't gonna call them out on here. I ain't gonna call them out. But they have married outside of the race. And when things, and and married, they are married to these other women. But when things get hard, they are calling, they're darker skinned you know, ex-girlfriends or they're calling, you know, their friend, that's a black girl to help them fix it. And I'm so tired of black women being free counsel for these men or free help. Hopefully this lawyer friend charged him the rate that the white man would have charged him to get him out of this legal situation. Because my thing is, if you want free help, go ask your girl. You, you need advice? Go ask her. Like you can't confide in her. You can't talk to her. Then that's a problem. So you should be able to at least confide in who you're with. And that person should be able to help you through. Let me ask you this, who whoever this brother is, you know, did your girlfriend know that you were calling these other women to help? Or did you have to hide the fact that you called these other women to help? Because there lies a the problem. If you can't say Hey, I'm just asking these women for help, then that's a problem. Because that means that she going to be feeling some kind of way because you didn't confide in her about whatever it is. Or did you confide in her first and say, "Well, I'm going to call Tanya and ask Tanya her advice." And she said, "Yeah, Tanya is a good, you know, good person to go to." Ask yourself which one happened, okay? Cuz there's a lot of times where these men are married to these other women for superficial reasons because men want to marry somebody that They can, and not all men, a lot of men though, want to marry somebody that's going to tell them what they want to hear, that's going to look good. And they think, oh, we're going to live happily ever after. Not realizing that you need to marry somebody that when the stuff gets hard, can help you figure this out or that's going to stick with you when you're going through stuff. But no, you married the girl that you have to buy Louis bags for you know, every holiday. And when you lose your job, she's gonna be like, I ain't messing with you because you done lost your job and it's your job to take care of me. It ain't my fault you married her and now you're looking, oh, she left me, she left me. Uh-uh, that's your fault. You made that bed, you lay in. it. I'm sick and tired of black men using black women to make sure they get ahead, but then wanna go over here To, you know, Stephanie, whenever things get better, give me a break. That's what I say. That is what I say. (laughs) This happens all the time.
2: It sounds like you're speaking from experience, Nicole. I'm
1: speaking from experience. I sure am. I sure am. Now, I'm not mad. I got me a husband that understands that when stuff gets down, I I can figure some stuff out and we're going to ever stay down, ever. We're never staying down. But yes, I do have friends, multiple of them, that have married these other chicks and now they all need help from ran- from not just me, but other Black women as well.
2: Oh, I know. We have friends like that. Mm-hmm. But what do you do? Like, because they are our friends. But we also know that majority of them ain't really worth the piece of paper that their degree was written on, honestly. Like, they're smart, but we don't want to be in relationships with those guys. They tend to be a little bit on the su- more superficial side. So we kind of just are like, oh, that's just our friend. And that's why they're our friend. It happens so frequently, though, especially Black people get higher up in the food chain. If they weren't rooted and grounded with a Black woman before they got there, it's very unlikely, at least from what I've seen, that they stay with a Black woman. Now, there are a few of them, like LeBron and Denzel, and, you know, we can name the ones that we see. But for the most part, the money comes and the
1: Black women go, the people that are like super rich and stable all got Black women at the top. I'm just saying.
2: And stable. They got Black
1: women at the top. Stable. And stables. stable.
2: Stable was the operative word.
1: Yeah. They got Black women at the top. That's, that's all I'm saying. And you're right. We don't want to date or marry those people. But you're not going to use me and call me at midnight and ask me for advice unless I'm using you back. <laughs> so when I ask you to donate to whatever cause I'm raising money for, Amen. go ahead and roll those roll those coins out. OK, this is a mutual give and take relationship. Amen. Okay? I- mutual friendship, mutual give and take. Go ahead and send your dollars because that's what I need you to do.
2: Amen. Thank you. I agree that. And that's the key. Like if it's mutually beneficial for both parties. Great. By all means. But if it's not, that's when we have a problem. Just saying. All right, Janine, so what did your letter read? This one says, hi, ladies, Doris from Birmingham here. I need your advice. My son is a phenomenal man. He has really done me proud. He graduated high school, went to UAB, and then went on to law school. And he just passed the bar and will soon become a practicing lawyer. My one concern is that my son keeps bringing home these white girls. He claims that they aren't white, but they aren't black either. Prior to my son going to law school, he was into black women. It seems that when he moved from Alabama, he went haywire and stopped messing with black women. I can't help but think that it has something to do with me as his black mama and that somehow I turned him away from his kind. Nicole and Shanine, what can I do to help my son come back into the fold? Love, Doris.
1: So did Doris say where her son lived now?
2: No, it doesn't say. It just says that he went away to law school.
1: So, uh, you know, Doris like i said before sometimes it's not about you know a a man not wanting to be with a black woman It's that they are around other ethnicities and if he's going away to law school if when we think about the professional black society right there's not a lot of us up there okay i mean i am a black doctor there are only two percent of doctors are black women and three percent are black men it's just not a lot okay if I'm in the hospital all the time, who am I going to see all the time? A whole bunch of white people and maybe some Asians. So that is why a lot of black doctors end up marrying outside of their race. Same with attorneys. There's not a lot of black attorneys. So I don't think it's anything you did. I think you might be thinking about this a little too hard. Okay. Now, if you know you did something in his in your child's childhood, like you were abusive Or, you know, you neglected him or you talk down to him and he's, you know, going to law school to prove something to you. Then, yeah, maybe he's not going to date black women because there's a there's hurt there. There's pain there because of the toxicity in your relationship. But you writing into us and saying he's bringing people home and he's not bringing home black women tells me that that's probably not the case, because if you had a toxic relationship, he'd be bringing nobody home. (laughs) He wouldn't be coming home. He would be staying where he is. So the fact that he's bringing anybody home says, hey, I want my mother's approval for whoever I'm dating, which to me is a good thing. And so what I would tell you is I wouldn't press the issue. I wouldn't ask him who he, you know, about why he's not dating black women. I wouldn't ask, I wouldn't make any comments about, you know, Oh, they're white. If you're not black, you're white. Don't do that, Doris. Don't, don't do that. You know, just try to get to know whoever he brings home because know that you've raised him. You've raised him to be a successful black man and whoever he falls in love with, what you want to be more concerned of is if that person is loving him back and if they're also bringing equal parts to the table. He can't bring everything to the table. I wouldn't want Harrison to be an attorney and marry somebody just because they're cute you know, and that can't bring anything to the table. So you're depending on my son entirely and you had never been through a tough time in your life before and you've never pulled yourself up by the bootstraps and your family doesn't have a good pedigree. I don't want my son marrying somebody like that. So I would be more concerned about making sure I'm getting to know her and making sure that her intentions are good. And if her intentions do not seem sincere, then I would bring that to my son's attention and say, "Hey, listen, I think you can do better than this." And I would be sincere in it. But I wouldn't bring it to my son because he's not dating a black woman because you got black women out there that don't have good intentions either. They see an attorney and they're like, "Ooh, I'm going to do everything I can to hook him." But as a mother, you can smell that kind of thing away. You know which woman loves your son's dirty drawers just to love your son's dirty drawers or you know who's just in it for the title and who is not bringing anything to the table. So figure that out because what you don't wanna do is have him marry one of these women that he brings over and then you're looking at her sideways and you really don't like her and then he proposes and now you and your son are you know, in this strained relationship because let me tell you, the wife will determine what relationship you have with your son, okay? If she likes you, she gonna wanna come around for the holidays, she's gonna wanna just pop over and see you, she's gonna wanna cook with you, she's gonna wanna call you. If she don't like you, especially after they have kids, I'm not bringing my kids over to your mama's house, I am wanna, wanna go to my mama's house for the holidays. I don't feel comfortable over there and wherever the wife feels comfortable is where we're going. So it would behoove you to make sure that you are not being too judgy just because of the color of the person's skin that your your son is dating.
2: I agree. I think that the one thing that you said that I agree with the most is proximity really matters. Most people actually find their spouse at work. If they're not Black people, what do you expect your son to do? Nicole, as you said, the higher up you get, the fewer of us we see. Now, we don't like that, but it's an unfortunate reality of, of how our society is. I mean, think about it. You said that you... See a bunch of white men because you're a doctor in my profession. I don't see almost anything but white men. I mean, literally, I was on a call the other day and I counted on two fingers how many black women there were out of hundreds of people on this call. Right. Two fingers. That means one, two out of hundreds of people. So it's not a lot to choose from. But I want to tell you that it doesn't it's not you don't feel guilty. It's not you pushing him away from black women. It sounds like you all still have a very healthy relationship. And it sounds like that because, like Nicole said, he's still bringing these women home. He's not dating them and you don't know who these women are. He's bringing them home to meet you. So let's not talk about how they're white and how if they're not black, they're white. Don't don't do that. Let's not do that because we don't want to push him away. What we need to do is figure out what your son is out here doing. And if you feel comfortable enough to have the conversation with him and feel like it's not going to put a strain on your relationship, then maybe you just ask him. Maybe you ask him, you know, what his goals are, what he's looking for in a woman. And if he is looking for the right things in a woman and the next woman that he brings home has those traits, then you should not be worried about the color of her skin. What you should be worried about is how she treats your son. And as Nicole said, is she from a good pedigree? Because honestly, you know, when your son goes out and finds the person that he's going to spend the rest of his life with, it could really change his relationship with you. Because let me tell you, I've seen it happen time and time again. A man marries a woman. The woman does not get along with the Mother-in-law, and now the relationship between the son and the mother is strained. So let's try to maintain a healthy relationship with our son, and also let's try to be open-minded about who your son might fall in love with. Are we surprised? I mean, Doris, really, are we surprised? Let's be honest. It's it's not surprising that what he's seeing is does not look like us. But all I'm saying is, be open-minded. Let's not. Be close-minded about who your son is is in a relationship with, because you never know the person that might, as Nicole puts it, love your son's dirty draws might be milk of magnesia white. And if if he if she loves your son, you got to go with it. What ultimately we want is what's best for your son. And I don't think that the skin color really makes a difference when it comes to who your son actually falls in love with and and ultimately ends up with.
1: All right, Jenny. So what did you learn new this week?
2: A couple of things. So according to a study that was done by Population Reference Bureau, most people marry within their race. Nine percent of Caucasians or whites marry outside of their race and about 16 percent of African-Americans or people that identify as black marry outside of their race. And according to Black Demographic, only 27 percent of black women will get married. That's a very low number, only 27%. So Nicole, we are in a very small portion of the African-American female population. That's
1: crazy because I know Black women have been married like two, three times. Like that's crazy. So my pastor always told me, if you want to get married, and this is my pastor from Jackson, Mississippi, and she's still like my forever pastor, okay? But he said, if you want to be married, you'll get married. Like if that is what you want- then there's nothing that says that, hey, you, you're you not going to get married. That's what God made you here for, to get married and procurate. So I have to say that if that's true, because I believe that's true. I believe there's really somebody for everyone. Then I think that there are people that either decide not to get married or either they are focused on other things besides marriage and they don't get married. So I would I would hope that that is the truth. But 27 percent is super low. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's very low. And I think it's like 41 percent. Don't quote me because I didn't write this one down. But I think only 41 percent of all cultures, meaning in the United States, I think it's only 41 percent that get married. So it's not specifically black women, but our numbers is, is significantly lower than the the standard. Oh, my God. What did you learn new this week, Nicole?
1: So what I learned was a whole bunch of other stats, like you said, but I also learned that according to Ebony, here's how black men meet their dates. And the, the highest number, 23% of black men met people they're dating through friends. Okay. The second highest 20% is through online dating and 15% met at work and 12% through school.
2: Okay. That's what I learned. So proximity matters. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. does.
1: All right. Are you ready for the motivational moment?
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: Oprah Winfrey said, lots of people want to ride with you in the limo, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. That's the kind of love you deserve. And it doesn't matter if that person brings that to you. is yellow, white, brown, or black. Until we meet again.
2: Pray, work, slay.
1: And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion
0: media production. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement